What does God have in store for us in 2020? Let's look at Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. Many of the leaders here know that I love this passage. And I keep coming back to it because I believe our church needs to be this kind of church. And it says the fellowship of believers, that is the... uh, message of the uh, pericope here they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to the fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Now, let me let me add. Uh, Acts chapter 4, verses 32 through 37. Uh, You can remember this because they all start with 2 and they end with 7. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47. Acts chapter 4, verse 32 through 37. All right. All the believers were in All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own. But they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And much grace was upon them all. There were no needy persons among them, for from time to time, those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone as he had need. Verse 
Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. Amen. The vision for the church has been given to you. What does God have in store for us then as a church? Look at, let, let's just focus on Acts chapter 2 verses 42 through 47. God wants us in the year 2020 to be a praying church. Praying and truly be a praying church. Knowing that prayer is not just for those who are in offices. Prayer is not for those who are Sunday school teachers. Prayer is not only for those who are cell group leaders. Prayer is not only for the uh, ministers. Prayer is not only for the deacons. Prayer is for every child of God. And God wants us to be in corporate prayer. Amen. Amen. Two times a year, I mean a month. Amen. It's not that difficult for us to come together to pray because we believe there is power in prayer. That is what moves the church. That is what moves the hand of God. That is what touches the heart of God. God knows what you need, but he said, ask me. We want to be a church that does that. Listen. Acts chapter 2. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to what? prayer. They devoted themselves to prayer. Is there anyone in here that doesn't need prayer? And we need each other. Don't just say pray for me. And many times when you tell people to pray for you anyway they say I'll be praying for you they're lying. Because they've forgotten right after they leave the place you're talking. But you can come together with fellow believers twice a month and pray. Test God and see what he's going to do. Pray. He said they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. That's very important. Everywhere, you know, you don't know a Christian by their singing. You don't know a Christian by their preaching. You don't know a Christian by their memorization of scripture. You know a Christian when they are on their knees. We want to be a praying and truly be a praying church. What God has in store for us in 2020. 
God wants us to really understand and live the covenant membership agreement. The church is the body of Christ. And who is the head of the church? Jesus. He is the head of the church. Read the book of Colossians. Read the book of Ephesians. You cannot make the mistake. The head of the church is not the Pope. The head of the church is Jesus Christ. What can a headless body get done? I don't know if you've ever seen a chicken with the head cut off. You, you've seen the video. Okay, that's what they do. They, they, they run around aimlessly. They're having a lot of activities, but you cannot say they're meaningful. That's what happens to a headless church. When you're not tuned in to God, you'll be having a lot of activities but they are not going to be useful or meaningful. So we say as a church, we want to agree to the covenant of membership. There are very simple six things we have Christians to do. If you cannot do this, you need to go back to uh, the incubation where you become a Christian. It's very simple. Number one of our covenant is that you will spend time daily with God in prayer and Bible reading. If you've forgotten, I'll give you all the scripture verses that we, we, we don't come up with this from our head. Our puny brains are not enough to be able to come up with this. This is from the Bible. This is from God. In other words, I want to spend time daily with God in prayer, in Bible reading, in meditation. I want to do this. You will be amazed how your day goes when you started with God. And if you forget in the morning to start it with God in the afternoon, mix it. And if you can't do it in the afternoon, at night, do it. You need to connect with God. We say, as a, as a member of our church, we don't know whether you're doing it or not. But we're telling you, this is what is going to make you a better member of the body of Christ. I want to tell you this. God can do more in your life in five seconds than I can do in five years. Spend time with God. Amen. It's a two-way street. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. You talk to God, God talks to you. Yeah. Don't be like those people who, in a conversation, they only want to hear themselves. If you just like talking to God, you don't want him to talk to you. It's not a two-way conversation. It's not a two-way relationship. 
You talk to God in prayer, God talks to you through his word. Amen. And you have to be committed to, oh, I am not doing, I'm not using the mic. Is that it? Oh, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> I get too excited. I don't have my clip on mic. I don't know what happened to it. They lost it. <laughs> yeah, I blame it on them. They lost it. So in a covenant membership, you're saying, I am going to be committed to this. I am going to spend time daily with God in prayer, Bible reading, and Christian meditation. I'm going to tell you something else. The second thing we're talking about, we don't have to tell you, hound you, and bribe you to do it if you're doing the first one. The second one is that I will attend church worship services on a regular basis, including Sunday school or cell group. Amen? If all those who say they're members of a church were here this morning, we won't have enough room. The seats here are not enough to carry them. I'm not making it up and you know that too. Some are watching the NFL right now. Screaming their heads off. Amen. Uh, Sister Lago Masino, sorry about Tom Brady. <laughs> still the best quarterback ever. Amen. But he's home watching now. <laughs> I don't know why you say you're a member of the church but you don't want to be there to worship God. In fact, if you're not consistent, you shouldn't be expecting the pastor to come to you and ask you to resign from your position. You should resign yourself. Amen. Come here. If you sick, come in here. Let me pray for you. Amen. Unless you have something that's. Uh... <laughs> The doctor will tell you to stay away from <laughs> stay away from Emmanuel. But worship is so important that Jesus himself had it as an as a habit to go to the Lord's house and to worship God. He didn't go there only when he wanted to preach. That's what the Bible says. Luke chapter 2 verses 41 through 52. Luke chapter 4 verses 14 through 19. Especially verse 16. It's important. We need to know this. If you say you are a member of the church 
and we see you once a month, you're not a member. You're a visitor. If you see coming here, let's pray for you. Test the oil. We have two here. And, and guess what they said in here? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the breaking of bread, to the uh, and to, uh, prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many what? Wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. Wonders and miraculous signs are not reserved for the second century and the fourth century. They are still here today. Come in, let us pray for your headache, for your migraine, for your uh, uh, myalgia, whatever it's called. <laughs> I have to turn that to Dr. Wu. Amen. Amen. Stop giving excuses to the Lord why you can't come here to worship him. And you don't have the same excuse for your employer. Amen. We all think they're better than God because they gave us the green back. You treat them better than you treat your Lord and your Savior. You ought to be ashamed. I see my time is going real quick. I don't. You say you are a covenant member of Village Baptist Church. You belong to this body when you honor the Lord with the first fruits of your labor by being a tither. It's in the Bible. <laughs> and you know God is a comedian. He could have said 3%. And we all be thrown into confusion. Uh, Jonathan, can you help me figure out 3%? He could have said 7%. He could have said 16%. He could have said 18%. In fact, for the Jew, the average was 23%. They really got messed up. So they had all these offerings they have to do and everything that, com that culminated in the tithing. But God said 10%. Just move the decimal one point. Amen? A hundred dollars, I don't know what it is. Move the decimal point one place. Boom. Ten dollars. You don't need a calculator to tithe. That's all you say. Let's move on to number four. That I will actively and consistently 
participate in one group of the ministries of the church, prayer group, men's group, women's group, youth group, other fellowship groups that are approved under the pastor's shepherd uh, worship and leadership. I understand that participation in a small group is essential for my Christian growth and fellowship. Somehow, it doesn't matter how small your church is, you can be lost by just being, you know, I come to church Sunday. And you'll be dead for three weeks, nobody will know. And everybody going about the, you know, thing, everybody come, raise their hand, dance, everything. Nobody has, where is? Belong to a group. This is your body. It's for your benefit. And not only that, it's for you to show that you are also concerned about somebody other than yourself. If you look at the church covenant, they're not some things that are, you know, going to put you in a bind. They put you in a kind situation. Also, you said that I will explore, discover, and regularly use my spiritual gifts for the edification of the body of Christ here at Village Baptist Church. Amen? Amen. That's all you're saying. You know, um, that's one of the things that we expect of people who have been born again by the Spirit of God. If you've been born again by the Spirit of God, you have at least one gift. Some of us have the gift of a boast. But it's not a spiritual gift. <laughs> The Bible is very clear that if you are born by the Spirit of God, God showered you with gift or gifts. And you're to use it. There's no gift in the Bible that's called bench warming. There's gift of administration. Gifts of healings, gift of tongues, gift of interpretation of tongues, gifts of teaching, gift of compassion, gift of hospitality, gift of helps, gift of discernment, on and on and on and on. God has shared his gift abroad in our hearts. And in our lives, when we come to him, when we confess our sins and we tell him he is the only one who can save us, we believe that he died for us, we believe that he was buried and that he rose again and our sins were nailed to his cross, he brought us into his kingdom. And when God brings you into his kingdom, he gives you something you didn't have before. You cannot be a child of God and say, I am giftless. 
spiritually. Because actually everybody that God created have gifts from God. Amen? They're not spiritual gifts. Some of you have the gift of dancing. Some of you have the gift of music. Some of you have the gift of acting. Some of you have the gift of drumming. Some of you have the gift of guitaring. Is that a word? Something. I just made it up, so. But when you become a Christian, there are at least 21 gifts that God shares with his people. And he gave it to you so you don't put it in your pocket. So you can use it. He wants us as a church to use our spiritual gifts and to use it to build up the body of Christ. Lastly, that I will refrain from behavior and speech that leads to division and confusion in the body of Christ. In other words, don't be a garbage receptacle in the church. Amen. We are all Christians when we claim to follow Christ, but sometimes we Christians are also very messy. And once you allow people to start dumping garbage on you, they will see you as the garbage receptacle. And they'll come to you all the time. I am not complaining, but I want you to know Immediately somebody comes to you in the church and they say, Kim, I want to tell you what Rosalind just did. Said, no, I am not garbage receptacle. Go to, go to Rosalind and tell her. Amen. You committed to practice that in 2020. Amen. If you come to me, don't go out and say, that pastor doesn't listen to his members. I don't listen to garbage. If you have a problem with a member of your congregation, go to them. The Bible says go to him between you and him alone, between you and her alone. And if you tell them what it is, you can hash it out. And you come to a conclusion, you have gained a brother, you have gained a sister, instead of going around being depressed and being uh, worried and all this, carrying all this heavy load on you. Reminds me of a man that fell in the ditch. And he was crying, somebody help me. And this man went over there and said, what happened? I didn't know there was a hole in here. I fell in it. Oh, okay, wait a minute. I'll help you out. And he threw a rope in there. He said, just grab onto the rope and I'll pull you. And he started pulling. He said, man, how much do you weigh? See, I only weigh 120 pounds. He said, no, it can't be. He kept pulling. He kept pulling. He said, man. He tied it to the tree. He pulled it, pulled it. He was developing blisters in his hand. And he looked in there. This guy had all this 
baggage on him. He just let the rope go back. I'm not going to pull you and your garbage out of that hole. Please, please, we cannot be the church that Jesus Christ created and wanted and is blessing if we are tearing each other up or one another up. We cannot do that. We have to pray for one another, love one another, share with one another, forgive one another as God in Christ forgave us. That's simply what it means to be a covenant member. So you say, I'm, I want to be a covenant member. I want to I want to really understand and live by the covenant. That's it. Is that so difficult? And we as a church in Petaluma want to create an enduring ministry in Petaluma, in the Bay Area, and in West Africa. We go to Africa once a year or every other year. And I want us to minister to them. We want a goal of at least 100 people giving their lives to Christ in West Africa. And I say, church, God has in store for us in the year 2020 to be a soup, soap, salvation church. Where we really believe that we come alive as a church when we act in reality with the heart and mind of God and alive in our church ministry by considering soup, soap, and salvation. Yes, we are a church and we should be concerned about people's salvation. But before we share with them, if they're in need of food, we need to supply it. If they're in need of care, soap could be housing, it could be clothing, it could be a lot of things. We want to be able to minister to them. They may not come to God. They may not come to your church. They may not come to Christ. But they are people created in the image of God and they are in need and we need to minister to them. And God has in store for us in 2020 to expand our housing ministry to meet needs in Petaluma. I made a proposal to our Odudua Housing Board of Directors. We want to increase. We have 25 units right now in Marin City that we manage. We want to increase it in 2020. Doesn't have to be on the bigger on the big scale like what we did 32 years ago we just want to do something so we can have a presence housing presence in petaluma finally we want a strengthening we want to strengthen the healthy living ministry to include a strong healing prayer ministry. Amen. Amen. 
I struggle like some of you struggle. I eat too much rice. Amen. And you can tell too. And I've been praying. Michelle, I've been praying that God will help me. My wife helps me too, but sometimes uh, she spoils me by bringing home that apple pie. Amen. And I pay her back by bringing home the tiramisu. <laughs> and Sister Lagomarsino doesn't help at all. <laughs> you all know that, right? And she leaves all the goodies at our house after Bible study. And Frida comes home and starts complaining as she tastes them. <laughs> but Makila and Tamara said they're going to help me this year. <laughs> Amen. And I'm praying that we're going to hold each other responsible for the body that God has given us. We're going to make, yeah, we make New Year resolution, but we're going, to, we're going to try and keep this. Because when we hold each other responsible, we can go a lot of ways. Amen? Amen. We need to make a resolution. We're going to drink more water in 2020. Yes. Amen? Yes. Amen. You have your water with you? It's not, it's not coffee, is it? No, no water. Okay, water. Good. Good example for all of us. Amen. We're going to drink more water. Amen. How many of you have your Fitbit? Fitbit. All right. Amen. Amen. That Fitbit can be something else. Sometimes I'll be out of the house. I'm walking, walking, walking. I've walked about, you know, I don't know, a thousand steps. I looked. I don't have my Fitbit. I said, shoot, I'm not going to walk without my Fitbit. <laughs> I go back home. <laughs> I'm just confessing. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Let's have more Fitbit competitions this year. Amen. Amen. We're going to walk. We're going to walk till this body that God gives us is only temporary. Amen. This body is going to waste away. But while he gave it to us, let's try and keep it. Amen. And uh, God will help us. That's what I believe God has in store for us in the year 2020. And he's going to give us a harvest. Amen. He's going to give us a harvest. It's not just an idea. It's a promise from God. Amen. Amen. I want to read uh, uh, three passages for you and then I'll shut up. I want to read Romans chapter 1 verse 13. See, Romans is, Romans is a book of the year. I'm going to read from it first. 
Romans chapter 1 verse 13. Paul said, I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that I plan many times to come to you, but I've been prevented from doing so until now. In order that I may do what? Have a harvest among you, just as I have had among the other Gentiles. We believe God has made a promise of the harvest for us. Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9, verses 37 and 38. Matthew chapter 9. Verses 37, 38. In fact, let me go back to verse 35. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Do you want to be one of the workers this year? Amen. Amen. Lastly, John chapter 4, verse 35. John chapter 4. Verse 35. Let me read 34 with it. My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say four months more and then the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes. And look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Our Father, we thank you for the privilege of hearing 